Good evening, all you creatures of the night. It's that time of year again. The cool, crisp air nips at your neck as the leaves begin to change all around you. Fall is finally upon us, and now the glorious month of October has befallen us. We have 31 days to watch all of the terrifying, blood-curdling films before we finally reach All Hallows' Eve. But which films to watch? Where do I begin? This is the latest podcast episode of It Records and the return of the annual recommendation show, Halloween Horror. Hello. Welcome to Fright Night. I ate his liver with some fava beans. Creatures of the Night, and welcome back to the It Records Podcast. We are here again to give you yet another Halloween Horror episode. If you're not familiar with the Halloween Horror episodes we do, here's a quick rundown. Every year in the month of October, I, Matt Johnson, give you a movie suggestion in the horror genre to watch each and every day during October. So that's 31 movie suggestions. And today is Monday, October 19th. This will be my 19th suggestion for you to watch. We basically do this because we at the podcast watch horror movies all year round. We're dissecting them. We're watching them for fun. But you might not be as enthralled with them as we are or keeping track of the genre every day. But as Halloween approaches, you you know, you get the fancy for it again. So what we're going to do is every day we're going to give you a suggestion of a movie you maybe you forgot about. It's one that sounds interesting and hopefully you'll watch it. Um, so that's, that's, that's really just the entire point of this little mini episode. So I hope you find a movie that you like. Just as a caveat, these movies that I've been recommending have never been recommended before on the show. So I've never done it in a previous Halloween Horror, nor have we done like a full-length episode. So it's a fresh new take. And also for this year, what I've been doing is recommending movies between the years 1990 and 2020. In the past 30 years, so you can see how the genre has sort of progressed over the past 30 years, or what was popular, maybe. And I'm recommending those in chronological order. So October 1st, I did a movie from 1990. October 2nd was a movie from 1991. So on and so forth, until we're going to get to Halloween, where I'm going to give you a suggestion from this year, 2020. A new, fresh movie you've probably never heard of, or maybe you have, and you want to check it out. So that's the gist. So where are we at in the timeline today? It is the 19th of October, and that's going to land us in 2008. So what movie, as we're reaching the end of the first decade of the millennium, am I going to recommend? 
Well, it is a foreign film today. The movie I'm recommending is Let the Right One In. That's correct. We've actually never done a full-length episode on this movie, nor a Halloween horror, but it's definitely been brought up. I know for a fact we have brought this movie up, Pete and I at least, multiple times. Let the Right One In is not a favorite of mine, but definitely one that I recommend countless times when it comes to the vampire subgenre. Let the Right One In is a 2008 Swedish a horror film in the vampire subgenre directed by Thomas Alfredson and it's based on the 2004 novel of the same title by John Lindquist and he also wrote this screenplay for this Swedish film. The film tells the story of a bullied 12 year old boy who develops a friendship with a vampire in Blackbird, a suburb of Stockholm in the early 1980s. This movie went on to have a huge success uh, not huge like commercially it made back its money but it was a huge critical success for sure a lot of accolades and awards people saying it called it a modern masterpiece a modern vampire masterpiece one of the better vampire films made in the 21st century even more so it went on to then receive a american remake and i believe that was in 2010 starring chloe grace mortez in that film and i believe richard jenkins was in that one and that was directed by matt reeves that was titled Let Me In. If I remember correctly, it, it, that one is pretty high scored in Rotten Tomatoes, but didn't really venture too far from the original film at all. Um, they tried to stick really to just remaking the film for an American audience. Pacing was kind of increased a little bit compared to what was the Swedish version. I think the gore was ramped up quite a bit, but a lot of the scenes were taken directly from the original and straight from the book. But as I have come to have become aware of a lot of stuff was left out of the book it's a super long book but again the screenplay was written by the author so what he wanted in was he thought the most crucial elements to the film the film again it stars a 12 year old boy and then the the friendship he creates with his vampires also a young girl uh, around his age and the film adaptation um you know, it's conserved with va- uh, vampire conventions and, and the horror genre, but it kind of breathes some new life into what was typical of the vampire subgenre. We talked about Interview with a Vampire earlier, and that was based on a book. And, you know, the lore that you knew of the vampire was still very much part of Interview with a Vampire. You know, put it in modern-day San Francisco and told the tales of, you know, these aristocratic vampires that we know and are familiar with with Dracula and so forth. This one is a very modern day. It was taking place in the 80s, but it was supposed to be a modern take on what if a vampire was around today, how would it survive, how would it develop friendships, how would they be received, and I think it was very well done. The cinematography on this movie is very beautiful. It is very slow-paced, but I think it's very, I mean, that's kind of a typical vampire subgenre film. It's, It's building to a climax. These aren't the most uh, action-driven characters. Vampires are human, and um, they're meant to be like uh, like us, essentially. I know that was kind of garbled, but I'll get you back to sort of the themes with Let the Right One In. The, the main themes that the two main characters explore are really looking at the darker side of humanity. Um, I think Ebert put it uh, for these two 
these two young characters. These kids are capable of performing some dark deeds without apparent emotion, so it really kind of probes the lengths of what a human will do, you know, this vampire, this human-like creature, but also what this 12-year-old kid will do to please please a friend you know he this is a friendship he doesn't really have many friends so what lengths will he go in order to continue this connection with another person and i highly recommend this film if you're looking to watch it uh watch let the right one in not let me in which is let me in is the american version watch that second let the right one in is far superior if you're looking to watch it i believe you can find it on Amazon Prime, iTunes, and YouTube, Google Play, and Voodoo to rent. So that is popular. Um, there is not on Shutter, unfortunately. You can't watch it there. But I believe it's on Hulu, at least the premium subscription, if you look for it there. If you're looking to watch, let the right one in. And other movies then that came out in 2008 around this time was The Strangers. I recommended that one previously. That one's always a favorite of mine. Cloverfield came out during this time frame. Martyrs, which I recommended previously last year. Actually, I'm sorry, in Halloween Horror. That's a very interesting one. And The Happening. I'll mention The Happening. That's M. Night Shyamalan during kind of the pitfall of his career. He had saw that rise with Six Sense, Signs, maybe even The Village. But then around this time, like I think The Happening came out, Lady in the Water, and then shortly after this will be Avatar. It took him a while to get back into his normal form. And in 2008, outside of the horror genre, if you're looking for things that were going on in the world, Fidel Castro steps down as president of Cuba after almost 50 years in power. That happened in, in 2008. And also, this is the biggest collapse in the economy since the Great Depression. And George Bush signs the $700 billion bailout rescue package uh, that was signed into law, the Emergency Economic Stabilization Act of 2008. So this was a very tumultuous time in the economy. We crashed, and then also Fidel Castro stepped down from power. I think that's the biggest event is really the economic co collapse. I mean, all these other events that we know are kind of triggered from that huge collapse we saw and the bailout, bailout that was then signed into law. But I guess 2008, um, Bush was technically the president, but Obama will become the president um, in 2008, which is our first black president. So that's technically 2008, but it won't be till January that um, Obama is actually president. But that did take place in November of 2008. With that, I will conclude today for uh, October 19th with the Let the Right One In. I'll be back at you tomorrow giving you a film from 2009. But until then, I'm Matt Johnson and I remain in the shadows.